0: Making the right financial decisions takes time, skill, and effort. The Savvy Brokers Club podcast delivers strategies from today's thought leaders that help you build and maintain your financial freedom.
1: How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Savvy Brokers Club podcast. Today I'm joined by loan consultant at Loan Depot, Sandra Keys. Sandra, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you, Tony, for having me.
1: It is a pleasure and just love getting to know you and and the passion you have for what you do is pretty incredible. So I'm excited to to jump into it, and with that, um, 30 years in the industry, huh?
0: I know, you say that and I can't believe it. (laughs) I can't either, you don't
1: look like you've been in the industry 30 years.
0: Thank you, thank you. How did you get into it? Wow, Um, well, I was going to school in Florida for, mortgage banking, and I...
1: Like college? Yeah, college. No way. Yeah, so, so I... So you've known you wanted to do this? Well,
0: it was like, yeah, like in financial, but I didn't think I knew. So then all of a sudden, uh, life happened, and I had to stop going to school because I ended up pregnant. Mm. So I had to go back home and be like, uh-oh, what am I going to do? And, it and was where I was
1: home at the time?
0: In Romeoville. Okay. Yep, so I was in West Palm Beach, Florida.
1: Wow. And
0: I was uh, had to go back to Romeoville. And I had this little one that I had to take care of. And I was kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I had a friend who was like, you need a job. My daughter was born. I needed a job. And I started in the mortgage business.
1: No way. 30
0: years ago with my friend and my parents left to Columbia. So I had my baby (laughs) and my parents were like, okay, bye. She was born in November and December. They were gone. Wow. And I had baby. I, yeah.
1: Talk about a life change.
0: Single mom. Yeah.
1: My God. How did you navigate that?
0: Well, God, of course, you know, um, and my sister was awesome because she took care of my baby while I went and drove to Schaumburg. So from Romaville to Schaumburg, she picked me up. I didn't have a car. I mean, it was like, this wasn't planned.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: So I started in the, um, I started in, they called the farm, right? It was the shipping department. And so I would go there. We'd go super early, work overtime. It was crazy. I mean, we were working like all these hours. And I literally started in, like I said, the shipping department with my girlfriend. And then after that, like I started, we would go downstairs and there was this gentleman. His name was Tony (laughs) Scatchel, And he was like, I need somebody who speaks Spanish. Will you translate for me like on the weekends? And I was like... Okay. <laughs> and I remember taking my first application with him in Berwyn at Remax. And I was like, Remax Partners is where it all started. And I was my first loan application. I was like seven buyers down there, and my hand was shaking. Like I was Whoa. literally shaking. I remember, because back then we were writing the applications by hand. All by hand. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like asking the question. He didn't tell me anything. He didn't train me. He didn't do nothing. He was just like, just translate. And I was like, just translate.
1: <laughs> I got, what, what, what I got myself into. What do,
0: and I was shaking, literally.
1: Aww. And
0: then it, I started doing that every weekend with him or even at night and stuff like that. And I don't know. I loved it. And then from there, I not, I was doing that, like, like I said, just helping him out. And then I went from the shipping department to processing, to closing, um, and then... He asked me to be his assistant.
1: So you're doing everything. I
0: was doing, yeah. Like it was like one step, one step, you know? So I was like, oh my God, this is like, uh, but I learned, I was learning.
1: Were you loving it?
0: I was loving it.
1: Oh, that's, I that's was, important.
0: But the part that I loved the most was with the people. Yeah. Because the processing, I literally couldn't figure that out. I was like shaking. I start wow. shaking when I was like, wait, this is supposed to match. Um, so yeah, but, and then all of a sudden it just. When I was Tony's assistant, I just said I wanted to do my own thing and kind of go out there. And I started to try and originate myself.
1: Wow, what a journey! <laughs> it was. A, it's a been a journey, yes. And so when you were going to school, I mean, honestly, I've never heard of anyone going. I mean, not I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Obviously, you know, you have classmates, but someone from a young age saying, "Hey, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be for mortgages."
0: Well, it was not necessarily mortgages, but it was like in the financial end of it right but I didn't either I didn't, I remember learning in college like about truth and lending and who would have thought that that would be kind of like it wasn't like I thought that this is what I wanted to do I oh, just oh, yeah okay. so it worked out that way it's so, so crazy. It's yeah. serendipitous. And no absolutely and, and, and as I think about it like sometimes I think about it and I say I remember the one class that I was in because it's not like I was super focused in school. It really wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't super focused. But I had one class where it was, and it was about this, about the truth in lending and about, you know, the banking world. And that was the class that I was so interested in, but I didn't realize that that was going to turn into, you the know, career. the career. And I, I didn't finish. I couldn't finish. I right, couldn't, right, right. you know, but I, I didn't know. Clearly, God had a plan for me.
1: Obviously. I mean, here you are 30 years later, and not even that, your baby Yes. is not a baby anymore.
0: No, she's and, not.
1: <laughs> and tell me about her and, and the participation oh uh, in, in the business now, because it's come full circle, huh?
0: It has come full circle. That's it crazy. absolutely has. Um, well, I never in a million years thought that my daughter would be my partner and my right hand. I mean, you know, she went to school and she got her journalism degree. And then after that uh and it's funny because she told me she's like mom you know if you do i'm like mommy are you sure you want to like do journalism like you've got to be really good to like you know she goes mom if you do what you love then it's not a job i remember those words just kind of like i told my mom when my mom wanted me to finish school and she, i'm like mom there's 24 hours in a day i, I will finish school and hence i never finish but with my daughter She did her journalism degree, and then she kind of realized, was like, hmm, I think I need to do a little bit more, and then she got her master's degree. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so proud, you know, but, again, never, ever thought that she would. And still
1: along the lines of journalism? or. Uh,
0: It was in uh, business and management and HR management and stuff like that, so little did we know that was going to also come in so handy.
1: Yeah, all of it, though.
0: Uh, All of it, like I said. I mean, it's just, uh, you know when you think about things and you think about when god puts you in places or just cuz i love what i do and you really then, do
1: though i do i mean you can just tell even when <laughs> we first talked about it um yeah and you really you know you believe in what you're doing
0: absolutely because really home ownership it's people think it's you know you have a right and it's a privilege yeah. and and to help people and to get them where um, and we do a lot of difficult transactions where it takes a lot of time to look at and to ask the questions and to be I always say we're, we're investigators, man. We're nosy. And sometimes people get offended or they're like, why are you asking me so many questions? And it's like, because if I know that mm-hmm. if I ask you the questions, I'm going to be able to help you and I'm going to be able to do what others aren't doing, which is taking their time, looking at the information, being an investigator
1: and not only that, but it's the trust that you're building along the way that it makes it I'm sure you're always going to have people who put their their defenses up right Yeah. are wall talking about finances it seems like you're you know asking them to take something off right like you feel new to that in that sense and it, it's not like you're saying you're really doing it as a discovery to help but how do you find uh, in a financial world or in that in that space where it does get personal it does feel you know like intrusive in a sense how do you go about building relationships that you seem to do so well
0: you know that's a like a like a question for me, and I can tell you I don't know i I keep going back to what it really feels like, but I believe I believe it's a gift right It's a gift because you have we connect on the phone right because you're talking to people on the phone now before back in the day, you used to meet people face to face right so but you still had to talk to them on the phone to kind of get their information. And I believe that I had that gift of feel, making feel making people feel comfortable on the phone. And connecting. And I remember even my mom would tell me when I was little, I would remember people's voices. So it was really weird. Because I'd answer the phone and my mom I'd be like, Mom, such and such is calling. And my mom's like, How do you know but little? So I'm telling you, like I was it was a gift, a gift from God, like knowing this like the phone's gonna be her, what's gonna help her and what's gonna make her, because I connect quickly with people on the phone and i don't know if it's it's from the voice they feel comfortable um
1: well people can feel energy i mean you you, you like i said even when we talked and uh-huh. you could you get sensed that you get that that smile and, and i'm sure that you're smiling on the phone oh and i am you're doing it all the time <laughs> you know, so i can only imagine but I, i'm sure then it sets up for just a a more meaningful interaction when you meet in person then.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Which is what I miss, what happened with COVID, just yeah. because I was always uh, face-to-face and I wanted to meet all my clients face-to-face. And obviously when you start growing, it does become a little bit more difficult and a little bit more challenging for that connection. Um, but when you do, but I sometimes you feel like when they talk to you on the phone and they feel comfortable then when you do, when you meet with them face to face, they're yeah. just like they feel like they can tell you sometimes you have to be counselors on this, you For know, because sure. people just feel comfortable with you.
1: For sure. And you know, one of those things too is the education process that you seem to really take to heart when educating people about not just, you know, the the financial aspect of things and the process, but really the the opportunity that exists when in home ownership, but beyond, right? The investment side of things. Tell me a little bit about how you have take on that. Uh, role or responsibility in terms of being an educator in your space?
0: Oh, my gosh. So I met um, Nelsie. She is uh, one of my uh, really awesome real estate agents, but she does everything. So she has a accounting office. And for the past three years, I have been going to do seminars so people are waiting, you know, obviously the Hispanic community sometimes, not just Hispanics, but, you know, obviously a lot of people, the majority Hispanic will sit and wait for their taxes to be done, mm. right? So she wanted, she notices that when people go and talk to her, they've been taken advantage of, right? Or nobody explained things to them or stuff like that. So she asked me, she was like, Sandra, what do you think? Like, what if you came in and you actually, like, gave a seminar and started talking and just trying to help and educate people, and I started doing that three years ago. And I remember when I first started, I was so nervous, and I was like, "What? Do, like, what do I say?" Like, but when you truly love what you do, it just comes out. And so, for the like I said, for the last three years, we talk about everything. We talk about what's happening in the market, and people are engaged, and people like it. And I stand up there, and then I sit after I after I you know go through and do the seminar and do all of that, then. I sit in in the room and I tell them, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, they can come. That way they feel comfortable. The internet sometimes gives you a lot of information, but it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. It's
1: not personal either. It's not. You can't ask questions.
0: You can't ask questions. You can't do anything. So I love it. I you know I spend a whole Saturday there, but I love it. I love the the people and when they're asking questions and it just it truly fills my heart.
1: That's awesome. I love hearing that. And you know, on that note, how much of that education process becomes more of a like coaching session because you know the process is there for people to take you know it, really if, if you're if you're you know your credit's in, in line and you have certain resources or you know you have a job or whatever it looks like right home ownership is possible to most but most don't feel that way so how much of it is you really just kind of coaching people on the mindset of, you know, this is for you and this is attainable, this is affordable. Or maybe if you make certain changes in your lifestyle, like you can afford these things. How much of that becomes into play versus just the process part, the the numbers part, right? It's more the, yeah, the coaching part.
0: Absolutely. So, and that's one of the things that I when I'm doing the seminars, it is the coaching part and asking them, like, how many people know that you can, like, how long does it take for you to be able to purchase a house after a bankruptcy? And you think, because we do this day in and day out, and we talk to people, you think that people know that, and they don't. They don't right? So, you know, when you start asking those questions, and when you start stating, you know, how do you rebuild credit after you do bankruptcies? So I do talk about all of that. And I, I, a lot of credit repair, helping people, you know, doing all of that. So the process, it is more of the process that we help them, not just numbers. It's because sometimes I work with people that will take them a year, two years before they can purchase. Right. But it's because we're guiding them, we're helping them, because that's what we're willing to do. Because and they wouldn't like,
1: be able to do it otherwise. They
0: w- exactly. Right. Exactly. Because sometimes people will hide in a corner and be like, I can't buy a house, or, you know, you need 20% down. And you, you think that people know that there's a lot of programs out there, but- Sometimes they don't. Yeah. And, you know, I talk a lot about I, one of my big things that I do in the, uh, in the uh, seminars is how many parents, you know, have 18 year olds who, what do you think they're going to do when they're 18? They're going to be like, Poppy, will you co-sign a car for me? I'm like, how about we get those kids ready and have credit so that they're not asking you to co-sign so that you then can't purchase? Absolutely. And they laugh because it's so true. Yep. I have so many young kids where it's like their car payments are like $800. Crazy. And I'm like, wait, wait, you're driving your house. Like, literally. Literally.
1: Yeah. And I and then they're driving Uber or whatever to pay yeah, for it. So it's exactly. like now it's their job.
0: Right. No, but how did they get that car? They had to ask their dad to co-sign <laughs> right, because they didn't okay, have credit.
1: True. True.
0: And so all the parents like literally are like looking at me like, wait. I can I can help them, and even student loans. I mean, how many parents you know are have the student loans and that because the kids don't have credit because they're sometimes they don't even teach that in school. Right. They, you know they get out and. I mean,
1: sometimes like never. Never. Like literally never. No. That's one of the things we hope to change through this too is that you know that awareness it uh, needs to change. Otherwise, you're going to get people who can't afford houses just because they didn't know that they were ruining their credit uh,
0: when before they even got started.
1: Right. With that $800 car yeah. payment that they couldn't afford.
0: Exactly crazy yeah, crazy no, it's
1: and how much of now tell me well maybe not how much but tell me about the relationship you have with your realtors right that f- from that same education standpoint or the value add that you provide you well know, share with me a little bit about how that how you approach that uh,
0: well 30 years right Yeah, yeah a long so time. i can tell you that i've been working with some agents for probably 26 years and i still work with them which was just it, this is a relationship business and I work with people who we have the same energy, right? And they're here to help. And so the the connection happens that way. And I don't know, I believe that people cross your path and you can feel that connection again on the phone. Sometimes you only talk. The agents that I've been working with for years I was just blessed that we started working and we are-
1: Found like, that I, connection. Found
0: that connection, yeah. absolutely. And it's like, we're a team and they know that I have their back, they have my back, we're trying to help people. They have the same values. They. It's not about the just the transaction, it's about the person. Absolutely. Because you never, you cannot think about a buyer as a transaction. That is a borrower, that is somebody who we're helping them to get their home, right? And the moment that you treat them that way, because this is a referral-based business also. 100% referral. It's your
1: reputation. Right? It's
0: your reputation. Yeah. It's who you are. And I have to, you know, like even when I do the seminars, I tell people, I'm like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here the, you know, next year and the following year, God willing, obviously. But it's like you have to be there. So with my agents, I feel like I've been so blessed. And then obviously 30 years, so you do have to kind of grow with the times, right? So yeah. I've also been fortunate enough to make connections, again, over the phone. Over the phone, with the listing agents. So I've been able to pick up some amazing agents that I can work with, but over the phone because we do a good job. So because we talk on the phone, there's that connection. Yeah. and then we you know move forward and and start working together. so. It's, it's a blessing
1: you know well you can tell I mean you really value relationships oh. at the end of the day. and that's unfortunate like anytime that you're working with numbers and it, 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 it's it's um you know it's a trap that it can easily become very transactional as an industry not just that but it allows people like you to then shine right because mm-hmm. that's not your 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 approach at all no
0: so, it's so not I can't like I can't go into an office and be like will you give me a transaction can I right, you know no. do your deal can I go to it's so hard I and I like I said it's to me it's been a blessing be- and then also because of the relationships that I have the relationships that I have the agents will be like you know what call this person because she does a good job and she cares about For the sure. clients and and all of that so it's like they're referring you so i'm also meeting other agents because of my agents they're just like you know what because it's a relationship and we help each other.
1: Of course. And so. on that note, the relationships that have helped you throughout the years, tell me a little bit about your mentors and, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, just the there's relationships. There's so many.
0: <laughs> there's so many that, um, but I can tell you that I had the most amazing opportunity to thank all of the people that have made a difference in my life, who have been that in that integral part of my growth, right? So like I said, my first person that got me into the business was, you know, Mary, Mary Garza. She was the one that was like, you need a job, girl, I'll get you a job. And that's where I started, right? I did her loan, her son's loan, who turned 21, and we did his loan. That to me, I cried that day at the closing because I told her, and actually my daughter was there with Mm -hmm. me, so I told her it was like full circle, right, so I was able to thank her. Um, Oh my God, there's so many people, but I, Did get the opportunity to go back and thank everyone, you know, Tony Scatchel, Mike Gambroni, George Medina, I mean, Juan Medina, Nelsie, Lucy, all my agents that I've worked with, Sal, you know. It's like I was able to say thank you because, and I got to tell them what they meant and what part of that were they in my transaction of growth. And because you don't make it alone.
1: No, of course not. No, of course not that's awesome well now look at that you you have all these amazing relationships and um your daughter is a part of this and it just it just keeps you know passing the torch on in that way what's the future look like what's the goal what's the vision for you know obviously things are changing for you and evolving but what's uh yeah what's the vision for for sandra
0: oh my god the vision for sandra and her team because i think it's When I tell you I have the most amazing team now, it took me this long. I've had this team for about, it's going on two years, two years, two and a half years with my daughter, and then I added some additional staff, That's amazing women, Um, and I see the future as just growth, trying to help getting into this uh, social world, you know, getting into... uh, That was really difficult for me uh, going into like social media and doing all of that. So growing in that, because when you are, you know, when you've been in a business for so long, if you don't adapt and you don't, you know, shift and move, you're going to be extinct, right? Yeah, You are. So embrace it. And I'm so grateful to have, again, my daughter, my partner, she's like, okay, mom, we got to do this or we got to do that. And literally, that's why I got to meet you, because we came a little bit more kind of social on social media, and she was just like, mom, we got to do this, we got to do that. And I was like, okay. So growth-wise, I think we're trying to obviously embrace the changes that are happening, trying to be out there to help, be uncomfortable, right? Because this is uncomfortable for me <laughs> to a degree, right? You've, I feel comfortable talking about what I love, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like putting, putting yourself out there. And being uncomfortable.
1: It's courage. Right? I mean, you're you're exhibiting it. And so, mm-hmm. what's the biggest thing? And I think you know, from a message standpoint, as you build that brand, what's the message to not only your clients but to your partners, you know, your agent partners, your um, your realtor partners that that you want them to know through this podcast?
0: How much I appreciate them. How much I appreciate their trust and just that I could not have grown this without them, you know, because they trust me. They can work with anybody they want. They really can. There's a lot of lenders. There's a lot of loan officers. There's a lot of people out there. Um, But they've always been committed to me, to my team, and they know that I'm there for them. I'm there for the clients. So to say thank you to all of them, because clearly I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. And they've trusted me, you know, with their own personal transactions. I've done a lot of my agent's transactions. To me, I always tell them, I'm like, oh my God, it's such an honor to be able to do your loan, but it's so scary. It's just like, oh my gosh, I have the stress of you know doing my realtor's transactions and it, it, it's stressful because it doesn't matter. Even though you don't, you know, I always tell my team, we can't make mistakes, but we're human, right? You're human. So when you're dealing with the agent that trusts you and you're doing their personal loan, I think that says a lot. And so to me, that's, you know, just super grateful for them. And I cannot thank them enough on what they mean to me.
1: I definitely can't speak for them, but I'm sure they're very grateful for you. So, <laughs> you know, and I, no, I just, uh, you know, I want to thank you for, for coming in and not only sharing your story, but just the, the energy, you know, the the sunshine that you bring where you go. I'm very grateful for that. So thank you. And, and to your daughter as well.
0: Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been an amazing, uh, an amazing opportunity. So, and I'm grateful for you for inviting me on.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to the next time.
0: Me too. <laughs>